Visceralist Podcast, episode 45. A uh, little inside tip for the, for the listeners here. Um, the reason why all of our intros are so fucking dope AF is that we do... We have to get what's called room tone, um, which is where we're just silent for 20 seconds, 20 to 30 seconds. And this helps uh, with the edit uh, later on because we can isolate that specific segment. And then the through the magic of computerized machinery and so forth, we can edit out that actual uh, room tone. You get it. Um, yeah. But I believe, but I don't know if you, I go into sort of like a minor meditative state. During those yes, seconds. I do as well. It's wonderful. Yeah. It helps you just get focused. Stay focused, yeah. Mentally prepared, bro. Say that again? I said, you're like Kobe Bryant. Now we're going to win an NBA championship and an yeah, Oscar. Dude, what? <laughs> He's just a, a less controversial type dude. Um, <laughs> LeBron will win an Oscar at some point. Definitely. Wait, is he um, actually... Is, that Space Jam movie happening? No, right? That's not real, right? No, it's not. Okay, okay. I think so he's got one of those things that like the internet just wants to make real and just will it into existence. Um, who the, also was Space Jam that fucking good? Space Jam wasn't good. Like I, I enjoyed it. I remember Fuck I was little. Space. I'm, Fuck I'm scared. I am scared to go back and watch it now. It's probably terrible. Don't do. Don't do it. <laughs> Like, I go back and get mad watches. Oh man, it just ruined all those good memories about Space Jam. No, I'm just gonna let it be. I don't think I ever saw it because I I wasn't that into basketball back then. And I know I definitely was into cartoons back then, but and uh, Jordan sort of transcended basketball, but it just didn't look interesting to me. I didn't like the cartoons and the live action combo. I mean, you know, when – God, I don't know if I – the daycare I went to when I was growing up showed us Who Framed Roger Rabbit a lot. And oh, I love that. That's, that's a decent movie, um, but disturbing. Anyway, let's, let's get right into our favorite segment, the trifling in NYC <laughs> segment. Um, I don't know if you have one. sounds like you have a cold. Yeah, see the stuffiness is still there. I don't. I that that's no. I don't have one. It's just okay. trifling. My whole my oh. week has been trifling because of the colds. Yeah, it sucks. There's a big snowstorm here in New York. Um, well, that's that's fine because I I have a I have a what I was gonna do. I have I have I had one planned for the episode, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna push it to the side because a a lot of these, I, I find that a lot of these things involve us critiquing uh, service workers around New York, which, you know, you can do. But I, I do always feel like a, a, a pang of guilt um, because those are those are really tough jobs. Um, they, they are. And we, you and I have it fairly cushy compared to. I, uh, sort of. I, I mean, uh, sort of. If people were to look at us, anyway, I had I had two ready to go, for and they were both on the same block, and there's the block of Grand Street between Essex and Ludlow, yeah. So I'm putting that out there, and I I had some some something ready to go for for a couple establishments right there, but 
serendipity uh did its thing and um i'm not going to do those there, see there's a thing in improv training um uh and sketch writing about punching up versus punching down and that's about what you what the, if the target of the joke is lower status you generally don't want to actually make fun of them um so you wouldn't make a joke about you know writing a sketch where some billionaire is like you know just like whipping people and then whipping. laughing at it <laughs> <laughs> because that's punching down because the status is dynamic anyway i got a good one this time because i ran i don't know if you're familiar with the ludlow house no Okay, so so there's a chain of social clubs called called the Soho House, um, which started in London. Um, I guess there's a neighborhood in London called Soho, and they brought it over to New York. Uh, and the first one is over in um, it's over in uh, Meatpacking District. But basically, it's 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 like a social club for just kind of rich professionals who want to just be cool sort of and so it's it's actually an international brand now and so not only do they have the one in soho and meatpacking district but they just opened up one in the lower east side on ludlow street and so it's called the ludlow house oh okay, okay. and um it's for your frame of reference it's right across the street from local 138 in the bar oh mm. so yeah it's a three-story building where if you're a member you can get in and just socialize with like i mean it is just like if you're rich you can pay a monthly membership to hang out with other rich people who are who are allegedly cool and the idea is like so anyway and the idea is like you go in there and like it's you're you're trading on like the coolness of the brand of the Soho House because the Soho House in London it's heyday of like the 80s and 90s like you know Kate Moss would be rolling through there like Noel the guys from Oasis and Blur like Britpop guys just kind of roll through cause trouble they'd like come out drunk get in fight with the press and so so forth like it has that sort of cachet dang yeah and so I live in Lower East Side, and the Ludlow House has been around. I've never gotten in. Um, it's not really. Oh my wait, how do you? Don't you have to be a member, or like yes. have a a member be, like be a guest of a member? Yeah, you have to be a member, or a guest of a member, or as I said, and this is why I'm bringing it up. So very recently, say this week, I have a friend who. Uh, has a friend who was DJing there at the Ludlow House. And so he was put on the list. So if you're put on the list by a friend, uh, so the DJ gets a few people. And I guess the thinking there is like, let the DJ have a few of his friends come in. Um, and and so my friend who's friends with the DJ got me in uh, as well as uh, someone else. So anyway, the the point is like I I this has sort of been an eyesore on my blog. I don't know. I don't really get into the whole like the Lower East Side is changing, gentrification is killing the Lower East Side. I I I don't get into those sorts of things because it just seems inevitable to me. Like just stuff changes, neighborhoods change, 
rich people take over. Like, are you going to complain about the rain? I mean, I, I will complain about the rain and the snow, but um, whatever. Uh, but it's sort of always sort of been a joke because it, it, that sort of lifestyle and that sort of like ethos is so different from my life. Like, I don't, I don't engage in that kind of shit. Like, it it, it seems like you're buying coolness, which is a joke, right? To begin with. So anyway, so anyway, anyway, this is, so it's been open for about four years and I've never been in, I think I even tried to sneak in one time with a buddy and we, I just, I was just like, I can just talk my way in. Didn't go very far. Didn't get past the front desk, but (laughs) past week I finally fucking got in and we got up to like, so it was on like the third floor and it was like, there's like a, like a little performance space and the bar and, um, and it's you know it's nice i mean it's all these things are sort of nice um but i will say i went so we were we were up there my buddy it's me and my buddy and his lady friend and he we all three of us kind of went up to the front area we there was like a little dance area in front of the dj booth um and there were like just just past the dance area there was like these this area of couches and lounge type accoutrement um so we were up to the front and to the left and we found the spot and we were just kind of sitting and um he went up to chat with the dj guy and i was just chatting with with his friend and like but i was looking over at the crowd and it was like it was like i mean we're gonna get to the uh-oh, uh-oh. Of atlanta but like it it was like <clears throat> they were just looking at us and like they knew we were sort of they, i mean and this could just be my um what's it called psychosis or whatever no not psychosis um what um, um i'm sorry what day like day and time this is uh, this mean? was on a this was on a friday oh, okay at, at let's say probably like 11 11 p.m all right so the DJ just started, and I don't know if it was just like I like I never feel out of place anywhere. Like I'm pretty confident generally, and like I also like messing. This is the first time in a while that I felt like people are looking at me. They know I don't belong here. Weird. And the and the fucker the fucker of it all is <laughs> all the like members and shit. They were all like fucking twenty three. Mm. They were all like 23 to 25 and they were corny as fuck and and the dj was decent he was doing like a basic like friday in new york club dj set where you know this was around the time that biggie died and uh, the anniversary of when he died oh and yeah so he's playing People like a, heavy he's, on he's playing like a mashup of like biggie but then he'll like cut before the, the biggie verse gets to the good part, he'll cut to like a fucking like Spice Girl song or something. Whoa, whoa. That's extreme. He was just doing all these mashups. Spice Girls. How long did you stay? So I um yeah, so this is, this is and like I don't I, I guess I'm I'm maybe not coming off great here because like What were the what were the prices like? Uh, so I got one beer. Beloved Stella. 
I got one. They didn't have Stella. They had Peroni. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, they had a Peroni that I got for eight dollars. Um, eh. which is one dollar more than the market rate around the Lower East Side. Not not the terrible. Not extreme, which is fine, but like. I don't know. Like, I just felt out of place and I never do. And like, I don't know, maybe I was just in a weird headspace, but I just like, like my vibe, which is usually just like fuck with people. And like, that's the, that's the prime place to fuck with people. Like I just, I just drained out of me. Wow. So, so I didn't, I didn't stay that. I just finished my drink and I, I left him there. Uh, I did at least say goodbye this time. Um, okay. That's good. Um, but yeah, and like the dance floor eventually, uh, that, so that's the thing, like the, the dance floor eventually did get, it filled up and <laughs> I was doing, I was trying to do, I just learned how to do the Millie Rock. Um, oh, you do a Millie Rock? I was, I was Millie okay. Rock and I was trying, I mean, I was doing, the, the thing is like, it's a bunch of 23 year old rich kids, you know, you do the math. Um, so people were like, I was, it was even before I started, I bust out the millet, my, my attempt at the Millie rock. I was just kind of like bouncing around and like, people were just looking at me like, Oh, Oh, look at this. Like, I don't know. Like people looking at people at a bar is fine, but I don't know, just the looks I was getting by. And part of it's my pathology about, you know, my growing up poor and all this, but it just it just fell off, and and then the and then I hit him with the Millie Rock, and like they, then everyone was looking at me. <laughs> All eyes on me. <laughs> yeah, it's like Machiavelli is up in there. Um, so I, yeah, so I had to leave, and because I was like, I don't want any fucking static up in here either. Right. So that was like your your finishing move. You're like, let me hit him with this, <laughs> and then I'm done out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I said, someone said, finish him. I said, boom. Um, Fatality. Hit him, with the, hit him with the fatality. And then I was out. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's a good, look, to my, it's for my friend, um, his friend, it's a good gig. I mean, DJing is kind of a racket, in my view. You just press a couple, right, right. Anytime press you can a couple get buttons for a few like hours that. and you get a couple hundred dollars. Okay, great. But. <laughs> I don't know. Have you been to like swanky style clubs like that lately? No. Uh, um, let me think. I haven't been to anything like that in a very long time. Um, no, man. I don't. I don't know if I would go these days. I I feel like where I am now, I'd be more likely to end up. And on like the opposite end of that spectrum, right. where it'd be like a bunch of old white men is where I would be, and I'd, I'd feel the same way, but I'd be like looking around too, you know, but not with yeah. like the young kids. Yeah, I mean, so I was actually at there was a big party at uh, there's my my alma mater. Oh, has, uh -oh. has a, a, a social club in the city as well and they had a party that i was at that they do every year and i i go it's like the only time i go over there and Wait, is that when you were wearing that shirt you sent me that picture 
Um, what shirt was I wearing? I was wearing my one of your shirt. young thug shirts. Yeah, that was last year. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So I there. I can. You know. I can go there and like. I'm good because I know. I know those people. Maybe. Yeah. And maybe. And that is like mostly older rich people like older rich people as opposed to younger rich maybe it's just like there was younger rich people at the ludlow house yeah you know that make that does like mess with your self-esteem in your head too like older rich people you're sort of like all right they're old whatever yeah. but younger rich people you're like fuck these kids and like that they were you know substantially younger than me and they were just like just too too they were so happy to be be there too. <laughs> they were happy. They, too, they were too much Hakuna Matata happening in their they lives. They were enjoying themselves. <laughs> they were dancing poorly, but they didn't care. They were dancing like nobody was watching. Oh was- dang. See, see they're just out here doing it like living those bumper stickers and all that. Maybe maybe that's part of the allure of the club, is like they don't you pay that much to go to the cool kids club and you feel like a cool kid and then you can dance however you want and you don't get made fun of like let right because oh let these kids come beverly's on like a friday night you know it's not not gonna go well for them roasted up in there Um, (laughs) as it should be (laughs) you're right you know they're paying that fee to party with their own people no judgments they go in there, they feel at home, they feel maybe, comfortable. Yeah, maybe that's why they were looking, because they knew. They could, you know, <laughs> could tell by the way I, I use my walk. <laughs> you feel, did you feel like, what's his name? Ronnie Dangerfield? Caddyshack? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a second. Something not right here. Who is this guy? Everyone's just looking. Um, like, well, no, I never seen that. No, one, but... There's like no way he has a membership. No way. Oh, they no knew way. that. Yeah, that. I mean, they knew. I was. I had to be. I mean, I think they assumed because they saw my friend. Because of course they're watching me the entire time I'm in there. So they saw my friend right. go up to the DJ, dap up the DJ. Okay, so he's with the DJ. Okay, all right. I guess we have to let let him be. Sit over in the corner. Okay, he's over in the corner. Great. <laughs> Then, you know, I also that two-step and then Millie Rock and they don't, and then like, you know, certain, certain uh, genders are looking at me. Mm. Maybe one gender is looking at me in a certain way. Okay. And then maybe another gender is looking at them looking at me. Okay. Um, you know. See, that's too much looking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's you when know, you know you gotta go. You gotta go. There was, yeah, there was a certain point. Like that's, and you know, maybe did did any of the looks turn to mean mugs or ice grills? I mean, I didn't want it to get to that point because <laughs> I'm sure they got a room there. I don't know. I don't want to be slandering this place, but there might be a room that they take people to if there's too <laughs> many too many <laughs> looks. <laughs> fucking trap door. You go walking. <laughs> Slide, slide down somewhere. There's too many looks that are crisscrossing in the wrong directions. Yeah, I didn't need that. Okay, so um, final question for so uh, Ludlow House: w- Would you go back if invited? No. No, oh, dang. If in, oh, if invite, no, uh, no. <clears throat> no. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad. I. I Randomly, I've actually been to the Soho House. I was in 
years ago, some woman I was dating was a member. Um, oh, look at you! And I said, <laughs> and I saw, and I remember Steve Coogan was there. He's a British comedian, um, and I was sort of impressed by that. But it's and it's really big. It's even bigger than Ludlow House. But I, I mean, I didn't like the vibe, and the people were paying for my drinks at that point. Um, um, but no, I didn't like the vibe. I no, I don't think I would go. There's no need. There's nothing I can. I I would get there. I, it it would have to be like if you DJ there, I'll probably go. Okay, good. I'll let okay. you know when my uh when my next event is. Yeah, that's what it would take. Well, speaking of events, um, I got two games this week. I'll send I'll send you the details. And I'll I'll see there. Oh, you didn't say this week, did you? Um, next week? Because next week. What? Wait. What did you say? What did you just say? Next week. Next week. I said. Oh no! Wait. Th- this is still. That is still March. Okay. No. Uh, oh man. I'm. I'm down for March. I'm down. I'm doing You're this. Booked. I'm doing this program for March. I. Uh, I'm which, off. Which, which day is your program? On? Well, it's all March. It's. Uh, it's like a gluten. Um, I gotta stay home because of the gluten. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you had said April, ah, I'd be right stay, there. Gotta stay home because of gluten. <laughs> and the doctors told me not to ask any follow-up questions, so I, you know, I didn't. So I, I can see you about to ask me a follow-up question. So oh, I'm I'm ready. I got a whole a whole list. Well, I'll just let me just send you the email address to my doctor, and you can do that. Okay, perfect. Well, how Thanks. how is your team doing, by the way? We lost our last game, but it was a non-division game. Playoffs start this week. We got two games. Somehow they got us playing a makeup game on Monday, and then our playoff game on Tuesday, which is some bullshit. Seems like they're trying yeah. to set us up. Like the fix is in. Sorry for this. I gotta blow my nose. All right, that's cool. Um, if they are, well, don't do it into the mic. Um, if if they are, I will say if they are actually in Man- Lower Manhattan, below like Thirty Fourth Street, and if they actually happen, um, and you know what that's a reference to, um. I don't know if you've heard any of that. If they actually happen, oh, they'll be happening. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay. Well, I wish you well. Uh, let's move on to the TV segment <clears throat> we've been waiting for. The the um, you know, it stuck up on me. The uh, the premiere of the best show on TV currently. Uh, it's called Atlanta. It's on FX Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Um, the first season is 10 episodes of genius that, you know, sometimes like Han Yu's uh, gold medal performance. Oh, I'm just like, I feel lucky that that I live in, in as a contemporary. I live in the same time that this stuff, this brilliance is going on. Um, so we got to see the first season of Atlanta uh, in 2016, and now we're the second season has started. Uh, been, there's been two episodes wait, that have aired. Wait, wait, quick Hanyu side note. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was a 
very good Hanyu fan, fan, but a bad, I guess, conversationalist. People started talking. I stopped in the middle of the conversation and turned around and started watching Hanyu and just, I couldn't. I was mesmerized. What? People, tried to, people tried to talk to me. When it, were, were when it about, was happening. Well, why are they trying to talk to you? I, That's like a I, premiere event of the evening. I, I, I turned, I was looking at this guy, like engaging, you know, active listening. And then the other, then I saw the Hanyu come on and I turned around and, I, and he was still talking. I just turned. It's like, I have to watch this. Right. I said, what? And I just started. Talking about Hanyu. I just watched Hanyu in silence. Okay. Well, you had your priorities straight. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, well, I, I, as I, I think I mentioned, I got this YouTube TV, so I recorded it. Um, but it's now on YouTube. His, his performance is on YouTube, the full thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's excellent. Um, but, you know, in the similar way, like, I feel like Donald Glover is operating at, at that high level. Like, the show is amazingly fantastic and smart and it's it's i like that he's subversive and he's playing with the format um i feel like well let's get into it so two episodes have aired yeah um we both seen have we both have seen both um why don't you just why don't you just pick a few points from the first two episodes that you that that have stuck out struck out we're going to assume um, that our audience has already seen both as well, so we're not going to do any background. The second, the second one, I'm going to start with that because I just saw it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the callback to the first season where Darius is just like, here, here's your money. Right. And Ern's like, what are you talking about? From the dogs, man. Because Darius, that first season, it was like so random. He's like, no, don't worry, don't worry. You'll get your money back. You'll make a ton of money in like a year and a half or whatever. Yeah. Aaron is like, oh gosh, but I need money now. And then you see, yeah, like that's that's one of the things that struck me about that episode too. Like when Darius is like, this this is Aaron's problem though, is he needs to like when someone tells you, and this come up came up in in the new episode, like someone tells you like I have a great money making scheme, give me X and I'll give you two times X. He needs to ask some follow up questions there to like um, yeah. just, just to get some detail because like in that in that first episode in the first season he's like i think he gives over a few hundred couple hundred dollars and he's like yeah i'll flip that i'll get you thousands and then he over the course of a whole day it is until he's like oh your plan was like to get a dog and then breed it and then a, to, a year later we'll sell the puppies and then we'll make a profit right <laughs> you could have asked him that up front he would have told you presumably <laughs> And like, and and I mean, it did. It turns out it did pay off. Looks like he got about four k, but like, and he was able yeah. to sort of, you know, earn his way through the the year and a half, I guess, and live. But of course, right. like, and this and this is something like, of course, he. So this and this is another thing. So, the dude, uh, in the recent episode, uh, just came home. And he's like, oh, I can flip your, I can flip, I can flip, I can double up any amount of money on this gift card scam that I have going. And like, I don't, as an audience member, I don't even know what the scam was. Mm-hmm. And Ern is just like, okay, now there's a question. And he just, there's a question about how much money he gave over because towards the ends of the episode, they do re- reference $4,000, but if the dude is like, I'll double up your money, it's possible that Earn only gave him $2,000. Oh, 
right for four thousand dollars worth of gift cards. You know, I didn't even realize. I don't think they just came out and said it. I don't even realize that Earn had agreed to it until he broke out that gift card. Yeah, they at, did sort at of the shoe store. They didn't. Yeah, he he was initially dubious, and but then I guess at some point on the ride over to the mall, uh, where and I I still don't get this scam like. It, they never explain how the scam works. This guy just right. This guy had that scam running in like five minutes. I mean, the, the no, no time. That like okay, so there's a gift card in this one mall. You get the card, and then the card works at every store in the mall. And then somehow, if he give Earn gave the dude two thousand dollars, somehow he's got a four thousand dollar gift card. Okay, fine. Uh, you know, there's a missing step there that's pretty crucial, but fine. I don't like what, wh- wh- why at a mall, right? I mean, Especially like given Earn's situation. Earn has right? a kid. Yes. He's a kid. He has a kid. No place to live, and that's what you're gonna do. He's homeless, <laughs> doesn't have a kid, and complains about not having a car. Right. That part was very confusing to me. I mean, the so I, I guess the theory is that, like, you know, even though he's ostensibly pretty smart, there's something in him. Like, I, I'm, I've been trying to figure this out and, like, think and, like, you know, I'm not fantastic with money. I imagine if I had a kid, I would prioritize that pretty well. And, like, if I just randomly get 4K... I don't know if I randomly get 4k would I spend any of it on myself or would I just give it all to the kid I'd probably spend a little on myself um well he gave what was I forget baby mama's name but he Uh, gave her a bunch of money at the end of last year yeah but it's not like they when you have a kid and a baby mom they ever, right. they ever run just, they ever stop needing money. Give, just give like a lump sum once a year. <laughs> Here's your yearly payment, girl. You got yes. it, right? Oh cash only. <laughs> yeah. But um even putting that aside, like this is a dude who just came home <clears throat> and scamming on credit like credit cards. Also, like you manage a dude who's a musician. And you're homeless. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to think like one of the things that I think I texted you about this is like, this show does remind me of some of them like hanging out in Columbus. Yeah. Like there's, so maybe that's why I'm connecting with it. Like, you know, in the, in the, in the episode in season one, where he's trading the dogs around for money, like Ern confronts Darius and he's like, yo, dude, I'm poor. I need money now that like that line really fucking struck me and and i just like sort of like having friends where you're just kind of like bumming around and like fucking around and like that kind of vibe like that really hits home because that man that was my life for a long time um and it's great and they do it they capture that really well um i could see there being complaints about like no there's no cohesion like if you if we're just looking at, it's too early to judge season two so if you just look at season one there's not necessarily like an arc over the course of not, the season yeah not really but they he does do a good job of sort of just tying everything together by the end of the season yeah and you see the whole picture but it's not you're right you're not gonna notice any 
like real continuity week to week. Like they didn't even talk about his. Li- Who knows where Earn is living right now? Nobody, not even mentioned. Yeah, he got yeah, kicked, exactly. kicked out of the storage sp- space and then left Paperboy's house. And what's he doing? Who who knows? Not like <laughs> they just don't care about it right now. Yeah, and you know that's something in the in the first season, like the first episode ends with him and his crew shooting somebody, or and then they're in jail in the second episode, but they get out, and that's kind of it. And I mean, for me, like I don't need there to be that like i love that they're just kind of doing a different thing each episode and like it's sort of like there's some surrealist and absurdist aspects to it that i really love and like i think it's intentional i think on some level donald glover was able to to trick fx and they're just frame like i'm sure he framed it like you know just a just a hard scrabble story about these these guys trying to make it in the rap game like that's how he pitched it and then he got right. in, he got the money, and then he's like, no, we're doing our own thing. And they turned in these episodes of FX, and they were like, what is, they were like, whoa, whoa. And their, their monocle dropped in their soup. And they're like, well, <laughs> these episodes are done. I guess we got to put them on air. But like, <laughs> this guy, this, Donald Glover is fucking brilliant. Like, he, I'm so fucking jealous of him. Like, and then this is even before you even get into Childish, Childish Gambino stuff. Um, and his writing and acting career before Atlanta. Like, Atlanta is enough. Yes. Atlanta is. <clears throat> so, I feel like these two episodes are... I feel like there's going to be something that happens. And, like, and we should talk... So, this season is called... like This, this is another... like He's playing with the form. He, like, he just calls the season Atlanta Robin season. Which... You know, when I was talking about like how I was doing covers of stand-up bits, which is like, conceptually something that doesn't really exist and doesn't need to exist, like he just named a season of a show, his show, a different thing. Like, like no, this season is called Atlanta Robin season. Uh-huh. Well, there's been two robberies, two episodes, two robberies. That's right. Um, so there was the shootout at the the fast food place in the first episode do, do, do you know we can't get that that much into it but do you know this guy take hey yeah they were playing his song apparently they were the race the race yeah okay well let's let's leave it there um but um there's i mean in this episode alone there was actually a couple of robberies like so paperboy got robbed first scene oh uh, but i i guess <clears throat> implied but not explicitly said i guess he's off of house arrest now mm-hmm. it was explicitly said actually oh they did damn yeah. dang um so there's oh, so he's off house arrest so he's he was robbed in a way whatever uh, the guy's name is tracy due to cape hope he was robbing because you know scamming you can sort of equal that like in their whole scene at the at the music, oh, yeah. music tech company that you could say they're robbed their dignity was robbed um oh look at that and then oh 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 fuck we're talking about burying the lead the fucking yoohoo commercial <laughs> yo i was like when i saw that and like i was like <sighs> So the the other rapper who they, they seem to be cool with does shows up in a commercial for you who and it's that and like it's a catchy song and like I was oh, bobbing my head and I was like 
And I was like, oh man, Earn and Earn and Paperboy are gonna hate this. And then Earn's like, yo, this shit is actually good. I was like, yes, yeah. Paperboy hated it, and Earn was like, hmm, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> it is good. And my thing was like, so that aired on Thursday. So for all day Friday, I was like, okay, someone on Twitter is gonna have that like clipped, so I can watch it again. Um, no one, no one. It was not. I was searching. I was searching. I I searched YouTube and Twitter probably four times over the course of Friday. I put in YooHoo Atlanta TV series commercial and various combinations of that. No one had it. Huh. I mean, luckily, like with YouTube TV, it's it functions like a DVR. So like I have the episode saved so I can go back and watch it. And I did right. um, just to see that, just watch that part. And I was like, is this, was this as good as I remembered? It's so, it's so fucking good. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, it's like a commercial. And this is a, it's like a commercial for YooHoo, Yoo-hoo. which use, uses YooHoo. So you, the YooHoo people signed off on it. But he, then he, at some point he says like, I'm drinking YooHoo like it's dirty Sprite. He does say that at the end. He talks about bitch. like, and he's like, and he's like talking like I think he says the word bitch in it at some point. He talks about a bitch. Talk about like taking your baby mom. Like all those. If we talk about the verse, <laughs> that that could be a real verse. That could be you a real song. One of these young guys. You know, you've heard all those phrases before in a song. I was listening to that. Oh, I was like, course. holy shit! All these phrases are what these young hot guys have been saying like all year long and i was like man they just took it and yeah i, I mean you I sound really old i loved it that. um but you you're want right. me to start naming some guys no, you know nope. we had our talk nope. we had our rap nope. <laughs> i gotta clear my throat if i want to do that <clears throat> let me get ready <laughs> no, um, that's gonna hurt my throat too much yeah no take it easy um the uh, the word on the street is like it's a, it's supposed to be a parody of a I guess Chance the Rapper did a did an ad for um for Kit Kat. Um, oh yeah, he did. I didn't see it. I think it's supposed to be a parody of that. Although apparently Donald Glover and him are friends, so I mean, it's it's lighthearted. I mean, the thing is like and like that that rapper is like he's like yo, I'm getting money. Like that that's a that's a lot of money getting a national ad campaign. It is. I mean, that's that. Um... You know, that's that like little yachty move right there with that mm. Sprite commercial. Mm. Oh my God, that's right. I remember. Yeah, I can't. Let's not get into that. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Like he was. My thing is like, uh, Ern's character. Ern was like, it's like fuck. This shit is actually good, right? Um, but let's let's talk about. Oh, uh, Cat Williams. Showing up in episode one randomly, um, and and again we're not going to recap for people. people just it, it, we're, just watch it, just watch it, so you know what we talk about. But one thing he said, like the writing on this is so fucking good, and like the cinematography is good. But like one thing he said is like that's that's actually stuck with me since then is um uh because Ern, Ern and him have a little back and forth where they they're getting a little testy. And Ern's like, yo, I just don't want to, I don't want to wind up like you, dude. Um, and Cat, Cat Williams' character, who I guess is Paperboy's uncle, his response yeah, I think is, so. I think so. you don't want to wind up like me, get that chip off your shoulder. Yeah. And that's something, you know, I wonder, because like, uh, about my interactions with people and, and stuff, and because his, that Cat Williams' character, his whole thing was like, 
he's very stubborn and he had to be right and he had to sort of kind of prove his point even if even if it meant the cops like banging down your door and arresting you still got to prove your point which is like he was self-aware enough to be like i'm i i this is bad what i'm doing but i'm stuck in this and earn i see you're younger than me you know he's like you don't want to wind up like me get that chip off your shoulder like that Mm -hmm. i mean that was that 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 hit me and you know you know you deal with me in in day-to-day regular life maybe you'll see the result of that Uh, okay all right we'll see but he's i mean he's right like it's not worth it's these arguments like what point what point do you have to prove why it doesn't matter yeah you're right um he was great. I was not expecting Cat Williams. I forgot that he's a good actor. He killed it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good to see him. Um I don't there's some debate about whether or not he'll show up again uh in the rest of the season. I could see it going either way. Mm-hmm. Him showing up or not. Yeah, with with this show, you you never know. He might just show up like in the last episode, like the final ten minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> she's up in the final 10 minutes with a with a glassy uh, like a like a half empty yoohoo <laughs> right it's like uh, yeah who knows with this show anything is possible um what else did i like a lot <clears throat> um so they haven't shown they haven't shown Van. Oh God. Okay, that's the name, Van. Yes. Um, Van, who's Ern's baby mom. They haven't showed her at all. Um, now the thing is, like this, and I noticed this with um with Stranger Things as well. Um, after a, a first hit season, like these actors are in demand, and so if a second season isn't guaranteed, these actors they book work, and then so when the, if if the second season has to come out you know a year after like they they have to their availability is not what it was when they were shooting the show initially right so right you can't necessarily get i mean lakeith stanfield like geez like between get out and um is he in the new pacific rim i don't know he might be um uh or and uh and i guess so the actress who plays van is in the new deadpool movie Oh, okay. Um, so, and then you know Donald Glover is everywhere, so he he was throwing off the scheduling. Oh, I'm that's sure. right. Yeah, so he <laughs> he was shooting his that Han Solo movies, which is why this didn't, this was supposed to come out last year. Uh, I got delayed a little bit, but I mean, this is his thing, so he's dedicated. I don't like. I'm wondering. My little conspiracy theory is like, it seems like they should have like they'll this is the highest rated comedy on FX ever, I think, uh-huh. which means it's higher than it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which has like what 11 seasons. So it should have been, a, there should have been an announcement for a renewal for season three by now. And there hasn't been. So I'm wondering if Donald huh. Glover is going to pull some shit where he's like, no, just two seasons. I'm good. Which, <laughs> I'm I'm being greedy here because I want I, I would love I you know 
give me 11 seasons of Atlanta. Um, but I, I'm wondering if this is going to be it after this season. Because they they would have renewed it by now, and that would have come out in the press. If there was, if there was oh, definitely, be it's, I mean, it's up to that. It's up to Glover. The ratings are super legit. It, it's completely up to him. Hello. The ratings are there. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With the way with the way that he kind of just make up his mind and be like, "No, I'm I'm done with this now." I've got to move. No, he could just pull that. Like, no, I'm moving on to something else. Yeah. Or he could do like a, like a curb your enthusiasm thing where he just like, basically like, it seems like Larry David has a stand, like a thing with HBO where it's like, whenever you want to do a season, we'll pay for you to do a season. Just do it. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah that's, that does seem what it's like. I don't know. So that'll, that'll be interesting. Interesting. You know what? I don't think we've seen. Um, I forget the actor's name, but in a while, right? Ernst Dad from The Wire. Uh, Clay. Dad. We oh seen yeah. Clay. Well, <laughs> he only showed up in one episode. In in yeah. One. Who, who was he? He played um Clay Davis. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, the thing is, you don't need like another thing. I was seeing online is like, so in this new episode, um, it's clear that. God, we barely scratched the surface of these episodes. Um, it's Paperboy has a has a new hit um, that the the dealer in the first scene refers to. So he's recording, but they never they never show him in studio really, um, which I think is great because you don't need to show him in studio. Like uh, this is why uh, this is I attribute this to Don Glover's brilliance. Any studio scene with with Paperboy, we you, we can already picture how it would go. Like he's way more interested in showing the more interesting aspects. Like if if if, if right. a scene that's completely predictable, which Paperboy in the studio would be, like what he's going to argue with like a producer, like no, make the like eh, you know he's going to be slightly annoyed. <laughs> we already know that. Like there's no need to show that. So so that's why you're showing him like you know, recording a, a thing for like a playlist promo or, you know, or getting wrong. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a very good point. Cause you know exactly what's going to happen for that, for that studio scene. Like, yeah, it would probably be good, but it's not, um, you know, <clears throat> there's better ways to use their time on the show. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I like what they do. I like this guy with his waves, with his mystery, the wave, the whole wave <laughs> conversation. I loved it. I was bacon, bacon right now. Now, I have this is the yeah the waves the do rag thing. Like my hair texture isn't such that I would ever waves like that would ever be an option for me. Uh, I'm familiar with the concept of waves. Uh, I don't know what the do rag does exactly. Um, I don't know if you you comb it a certain way and then you put the do rag like. I don't know how waves work. I don't know that I need to know how they work. <laughs> um, Not sure if I need to know. <laughs> um, his hair, like he looked like he had, he, like he had a conk, like a conk, like like from like something out of that Malcolm X movie. Oh, he got, I did. I was so excited to see these waves. 
but I yeah, mean, they were a little disappointed. He had the waves on top, but then like the front was weird. I don't know. Um, so did you were you let down the wave? The wave reveal was a letdown for you. Um, I I did say I did scream it at the screen. I could do better. Uh, and I do. I have purchased uh, a few different colors of of wave of do rags since then. Um, okay. So when we check back in next time, um, maybe I'll, maybe the the photo that goes with the episode post on SoundCloud will be uh, certain some certain viscerless waves. <laughs> All right. I look forward to it. Yeah. I remember <laughs> this takes me back to Ohio. I remember my buddy, I had a buddy back then who this was like in the like late or no early aughts era when like every rapper, including Eminem, was wearing away a do rag. And so me and my friend, we wanted to wear do rags just around Ohio just because we thought it was cool. And so he okay. bought <laughs> so he bought me a do rag and we happened to he happened to be we haven't even been meeting up in at my mom's place in her driveway as she was pulling up. And <laughs> she so she so she saw the handoff of him handing me like, you know, a bag with a do-rag in it. <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's like, oh hey guys, um so what's that? <laughs> And um, and my buddy was like, "Oh, it's so, he's like, I think he's like, I think it's called a sports do rag." <laughs> <laughs> you have to throw that sports in there, the which is helpful because, like, you know, if you just if you tell my mom, "Oh, it's a do rag," she'd be like, "What? What does that mean? What are those words? Why are they together?" Oh. So he's like, "Sports do rag." She's like, oh, "Oh, okay, that must be some basketball thing." Okay, move along. Right. Okay. It's <laughs> like, all right, that'll work. That's fine. Yeah. That, was, that was clutch that he threw in that sport. I think it's a sports do rag. Oh, it's something for sports. Okay, great. A sports do rag. So I did. Oh. Yeah. So there was a time I was doing rag, not not to keep my waves, you know, circular, just just for the the aesthetic, which. You know, in in the suburb of Columbus, Ohio, that we were growing up in, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how much traction that got. Yeah, I don't know. You were just walking around with the do rag on, with my buddy, also in a sports do rag. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I forgot the sports part. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, what color was it? Um, I think he had a gray one and I had a blue one. So, gotcha. like, do yeah, do colors <laughs> do, do, together. You guys represent. Yeah, do. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, what the? I mean, look, that's just some stupid high schooler shit. But you know, no, anyway, do do rags are helpful. They're helpful. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, any closing thoughts in Atlanta? Um, really looking forward to it. This episode, it was over before I even knew it. I, it ended like really abruptly for me. I thought it was still going. But, you, um, like without getting into the, uh, a question of which show is better, 
Game of Thrones or Atlanta, because these are the shows that we 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 cover pretty heavily over here on Visceralist Podcast. Um, right. Which show are you more excited to to see? Like when you what your anticipation is coming? Like which? Um. Huh. Because for me. I think it's it, it is tough. It is very close. It, it is, but it's yeah. like when you think about okay, think about the anticipation you have for the upcoming final season of Game of Thrones. I mean, there's, I am there's really more excited for the season of Game of Thrones because there's there's more outside knowledge of it. Like there's more outside hype, and so I'm forced to be like the anticipation is kind of forced right. on me. Whereas Atlanta, it's a bigger profile. Than yeah, Atlanta. exactly. So like, Atlanta is just like your hype and my internal hype. And I saw the bill, I saw the posters, and still forgot that the premiere was that night until you texted me. I was like, "Oh shit, he's right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas Game of Thrones, there's no way I'm gonna be able to forget. Everyone's gonna let me know right. when that last season is starting. That's a good point. Yeah. It's it's in the world in a way that that Atlanta is, and I kind of like that. Like I, I mean, I'm still like, you know, with bands or like I remember with like Jesus and Jesus and Mero, like that podcast when I thought I was the only one who knew about it, like back when they were on Complex, right? Um, like I kind of like that Atlanta is like this little thing that like you gotta you gotta be cool, you gotta you gotta at least be cool or have a Ludlow House membership. <laughs> to be up on, <laughs> or, or at least like a guest, a guest pass, or a guest pass <laughs> that'll get you in for an hour. Um, um but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, I would get a slight edge to Atlanta. Okay, slight edge because I do, I am really fucking pumped for the next Game of Thrones season. And Game of Thrones in general, like I enjoyed our conversations about it, like talking about it, like looking in, like reading about it and all this shit. I was listening to like three fucking podcasts about it after every episode. Um, but there and there's not nearly as I can't believe that you who thing is not up like I can just. That's really surprising. It is annoying. Um, but, you know, it's cool in a way too. like. You know, fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna now you got me wanting to go back and rewatch I'm, that part. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking you like yeah, I don't have the cadence, I don't have the flow. Man, someone get no. Nas over here. Get him. Oh. No, don't oh. anyway, let's, move on. let's move on. Let's move on. Um damn, we ate up a lot of time with Atlanta, which is good. So let's do let's do uh, a little bit of our had that been me segment. This is where we insert ourselves into various scenes in uh, various movies. Um, now this one, I was going to do a whole '80s '90s comedy movie thing, but then I, I started with one movie. The movie's called Coming to America, and I just came up with so many fucking scenes that are so great, and we we could do a whole episode. We could do a whole podcast series about coming to America, probably like, yes. like a mini series of ten episodes or something. But um, since since we're we, now we're good on time, um, so let's let's get into this. Um, had that been me, 
I'm not going to explain the premise. If if you've listened this far into the podcast, you should be able to pick up on that because if you're either, if you're not in like, I, I mean, I do wonder about our, our listeners because we, we definitely, we definitely get more listeners than friends that we have. Uh, just by numbers. <laughs> right. I, I have a rough idea of how many friends you have and I have a, you know, I have a, a very clear picture on the friend that I have and <laughs> it's we get more listeners than that combined so we get general listeners um anyway I don't know I'm 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 dilly-dallying over here okay so so this is the so the first scene that I sent was the first one that popped in my head when I when I came up with this so and I'm not gonna do any recap on coming if you haven't seen coming to America fuck you unsubscribe to this podcast I don't ever want to think about you um damn so the scene no it's fine it's it come back come back it's fine i'm, 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 I'm <laughs> if you haven't i'm seen trying it, to get my chip on my shoulder man if you haven't seen it it's all right but if you've seen it and you don't like it then you can get out of here yeah yeah um so the scene uh roughly 75 percent of the way through the movie where the king joffrey joffrey shows up at what he thinks is prince akim's apartment uh, Semi, Zakim's assistant, has, has tricked it out. Semi was not expecting the king. Opens the door, freaks out, slams the door, and then opens it again with a smile. Now, so that, so, <laughs> so while you're chuckling, <laughs> like that, that is a bit like that, that would be fucking crazy. Like, cause you, he's been, so maybe like what, three months they've been there at that point? Probably. And then you think you're partying. It is sort of your job to keep Prince Hakim, you know, roughly in line. Like this whole excursion was just to so just to fuck around, just to be fucking b words, um, and <laughs> until you come back to marry the person that your your parents arranged for you. Um, and you know he's in Queens. Uh, look like Jamaica Queens, from what I can tell. Uh, you know, there's plenty of opportunities to, to fuck around there. And so Akeem's jo- or Semi's job is supposed to be like, okay, all right, fuck you know, fuck these chicks, whatever you know. But you know, we we gotta sit it anyway. He he's like completely abandoned his his mission. I mean, with with someone like Akeem, who's pretty headstrong, like there's only so much he can do. So Semi right. shouldn't take that much blame. But, 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 to, to like, to, he's getting checked, right? So he's getting checked on his work performance. He's getting a performance review a lot earlier than he thought. And it's not only like, like if he were to expect a performance review, he could have expected like one of King Joffy Jover's people to come, not not the actual king. And so that's who knocks on his door. And he's in the shithole apartment. And even though he's tricked out his specific apartment, the building's terrible. Yeah. And so he freaks out. And like, I was trying to imagine like in that moment. So he opens the door, sees the King slams the door. Now in that moment where he's slammed the door, he's probably thinking about a few options. And one of them has got to be, do I just go out the fire escape and just like start a new life? Now he, <laughs> he, probably, he probably doesn't have that much money on him. He probably has a decent amount of cash there, but like, at some point, he's got to get back to Zamunda, so he can't. 
but also the kings right i mean what what are you thinking in that moment because i'm thinking my initial thought is fire escape but then I'm, I'm stopping there and I'm like, okay, wait, no, I got to get back to Munda. Also, he's probably got some enforcers there who just bash down the door and just yoke me up. Anyway, so I, uh, that's why I'm coming back and opening the door with a big ass smile. <laughs> big gummy smile. Semi. I love the semi yell when he opens it at first. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's. Right, so he's you have that moment where you're like, oh shit, what am I gonna do? And you're like, right, you go through the only place you can go is out the window, right? right. But there's only so far you're gonna get. He's got a whole entourage with him. Somebody's gonna get you. Presumably, he could get to the bottom of the fire escape and just jet. But then what? But then he then Sammy realizes probably they're like, you know what? I've you know maybe I failed in this job, but they're not gonna kill me, and maybe I'll just go back to Zamunda because it's better than this. Because I oh, hate, yeah. he hates it. He hates it there. He's he not not enjoying himself. Yeah, he 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 did kind of trick out the apartment at that point. Um, <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! This was oh this was after he after he tricked her after after he told her he had already tricked her sister um, that he was the sister, yeah. that he was the prince. Which uh, I don't like that. <laughs> See but, at that point, right? So maybe he was actually at that point he had he changed was, things he was around. He just in party mode, like he just got complacent and lazy because Akeem was taking forever to sow his oats fucking bitches so he right he, so, so he's just like all right well if we're gonna be here for a while i might as well enjoy myself uh-huh nothing wrong with that and presumably presumably he's got money as well like i know akeem like you know has just cash resources and and actually and they show oh wait, wait wait but that was Western part Union. of the whole reason because right because oh, he Western right. Union for more money because Sammy was like you know what he's giving away all of our money I need money for my party time I can't <laughs> I can't live like this so I need that was, walk I need that walking around sports do-rag money it's, <laughs> exactly Sammy, Sammy is not used to that life he said yeah so he wired that's right he wires the back to Zamunda for a million dollars I think right and that's what and that's yeah that triggers yeah. the alarm he got greedy. I wonder if he had just gone for like maybe two hundred thousand. If it wouldn't have just kind of flown under the radar, he could have gotten Akeem maybe an extra two months or so. Yeah, probably. You know, he just. I mean, because back in like you think about the eighties in Jamaica Queens, how far two hundred thousand dollars would go. Mm. I mean, you could you could live, you live there for ten years. Yeah. So I don't know, but that was that's what did it. But um, yeah, he he knew <clears throat> that he had to face up. You know, I think it it just came back to him. He's like, yeah, I can't run. He's the king. I gotta I gotta take my punishment. Yeah, and actually, he does. Yeah, that's right. He does deliver a punishment, which is doesn't he say in that scene like you have to go back, and then there's some chick. Like she's gonna escort you back or something. And then yeah, his punishment was like getting a nice rub down, <laughs> taking a bath and shit. <laughs> they were like, go, your punishment. They gotta go clean you up. Take him out of here. It's yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, they gotta clean him up in, in like the Waldorf or something. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, so that's like. So it, yeah. So it ends up being better for him. Um, I mean, he is. I, I guess the one concern, like he is kind of selling out his his boy, because I I think he comes yeah. right off right up off that information about like oh he yo yo king oh he did everything he gave him the McDowell's he gave him the <laughs> my son works it's like <laughs> it's been terrible terrible my king yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he switched up. Semi switched up real quick. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess he has his priorities straight. Because uh, uh, he, I don't know, like he, because he sold out Akeem like immediately. Mm-hmm. He sold. He gave him up all the information. Like, yeah, he's. I don't know. I mean, he. The, when they got that, when they first got the queens, he's like, let's just. He's basically like, just fuck who you need to fuck, and let's get out of here. Right. <laughs> No, um, that guy wasn't with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess, I guess we're both open the door, freak out, slam the door. Neither of us are running at that point. We're both, we're both just opening yeah. the door back up and taking. Go back. Yeah. Okay. Now this is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip ahead. So McDowell's. Basically, now in in looking at some of the behind the scenes stuff, like they they did actually take over a Mc was it, I think it was McDonald's. Fuck, I should have read this, but um, this is um, they they basically retrofitted a Mc, an existing McDonald's in Queens, um, to slightly adjust it to make it look like Mc, McDowell's, um. I think in the eight, I I would think in the eighties, like McDonald's Corporation didn't have quite as much control over individual franchises. So they, you know, and if it's a movie, fine, they're paying for it. You can do that. Like right. Mc, McDonald's, and I I think it's still there. I think it, I think it might actually be like a like a Wendy's now or something. But in any case. The question there is like, would McDonald's allow that now? And I, I don't like. I think McDonald's is like Disney. Like they're not. They wouldn't. They would never let that happen. Like they would. Yeah, if, I don't think so. Knew, I mean, there's a storyline in the movie where there's like a photographer that uh, McDowell chases off, and he he says he's from McDonald's. So if McDonald's is aware, taking photos, they're planning a lawsuit. Um. But I don't. That's like so brazen. Like I mean, I guess like the corollary would be like the Kennedy fried chickens that we have in. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know, okay. Is there one in your hood? No, it was everything else. But I've seen I've seen those. Know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, there was I when I lived in Harlem. There was a, a Kennedy fried chicken which has I think the same font as the old school Kentucky fried chickens and the the red and white thing. So superficially, you yeah, walk by, you might you see a K and you see chicken, you might think, "Oh, finger looking good." Um, <laughs> so you go and you go home, you take off your do rag, you go back, you don't want to get any chicken grease on it. <laughs> so you go over there. Chicken grease um, is terrible for a do rag. Everyone knows that. I would, yeah, I would hope so. Um, 
But yeah, like anyway, it was McDonald's Corp. And there's this one thing. This is one location called McDowell's in Queens. I don't know. I guess I would scout him a little bit like they did. And I'd be like, how much money does this guy have? Because like, just you guys just got to sue him into oblivion. Right? Yeah, you could. I mean, you've got your McDonald's money. You keep that in court for years until McDowell's runs out of money. And it's like, fuck it. You won. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in his, when he's training, like in his training program he references mcdonald's in his training like you can't do that he does he got that mcdonald's handbook they like closes real fast oh that's right he's in that region. louis louis somebody's there <laughs> oh jeez, i just laugh and thinking about it like, oh, yeah, like i love he, it he's two african students from the university of america and he's like Oh, by the yeah, yo, you know McDonald's. They have the Big Mac. We have the Big Mick. They're like, what? I don't know. What? Why are you telling me this? I know. Why does he don't have? You don't don't actually have to be doing this. Like, he's like, they they use whatever it was, sesame seeds. We use. I don't even remember. I think non sesame seed. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah, we got no seeds on our buns or something like like, that. Do you tell everybody every new employee? You co- that there's comparisons to McDonald's that are really close. Like, if this isn't your official manual, that's not going to look good in court. It's not. Not at all. Read, read McDonald's and find like those McDonald's like operating manuals in there. I mean, I think the, the one thing is like where he has a point. He could get off is like his last name was McDowell, right? Right. So that's that's the thing, and, and with trademarks is like this is, and this is why you see, you'll see a lot of um, show like um, like talk shows and stuff will have a person's name in it. It's because you're if you use your real name, you're you're always safe with trademark issues, and so you know you can, you can call your talk show I don't know do rag hour, but that might be taken somewhere. And you don't want to risk it. But if you call it like the visceralist do rag hour, you're good. Assuming visceralist is your real name. Uh, in my case, it is. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a, that's like a loophole in trademark law, trademark law. So potentially that might be, and that might be why McDonald's hasn't shut him down is because if his real name is McDowell's, he's allowed to use that name. But I don't think you're then allowed to be like, as part of the training process, yo, you know how you know about the Big Mac, right? Okay, well, <laughs> we have the exact same sandwich. We just call it something different. It's a Big Mick. <laughs> These guys, the yeah. the Golden Arcs, the Golden, like every, yeah. everything is just like it's so, oh, so almost it's like, there. It's like, do you want? It's like a guy. Like, do you want you want to be caught at that point? Right. Come on. Come on, man. What are you doing? Yeah, but and and also and also <laughs> hold on, hold on a sec. This dude has a fucking huge ass ma- like mansion, presumably in like Long Island. He's got one store and he has a house that big. No. Yeah, stores make a money, man. No. The profit <clears throat> the profit margins on these franchises are, are not even back then, and even if you're ripping off McDonald's. Franchise, it's just him. 
But that house was so fucking big, dude. That house is too big for him. <laughs> that's why. Man. That's why he was all aggy about. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he was like underwater. <laughs> like that's why he's all aggy about Daryl. Maybe he was trying to not only get Lisa married off Daryl and the Soul Glow Empire to make sure Lisa's okay, but like you know, you gotta underwrite some of these like <laughs> fucking like dirty loans that he's got going on his house, man. That house is too fucking big. <sighs> he was looking for some help. <laughs> He's like, I got an idea, Lisa. <laughs> an idea. You can do this. You could do this, Lisa. Let's go. <laughs> Giving away little like spray bottles of Soul Glow with every every extra value. Yeah, meal. it'd be a good little Happy Meal or whatever. Little <laughs> <laughs> Soul Glow pump. <laughs> oh my God! What is Ronald McDonald gonna look like? Or Ronald McDowell? Is it Don- Donald 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 McDowell. Donald McDowell? <laughs> Oh, Donald McDowell. Did I tell you, I, okay. I dressed as Daryl from Coming to America for Halloween one year. You did. Oh I love that idea. It was in college, and like, I think maybe one person got it without me having to explain. That's disappointing. But that's back when, like, they were showing, uh, the only reason they did it is because they were showing Coming to America and Comedy Central, like, all the time back then. And so me and my buddy happened to catch it, and they were like, oh, you should dress as Daryl. And so I was, not only was it that I, looked, that I was in character as him, as, like, a misogynistic asshole. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that that could have, that didn't go over great. <laughs> Especially since I was dating someone at the time. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Oh, boy. All right. Well, we should, we should wind uh, wind down here because we're going to have to. <laughs> going down this rabbit hole, coming to America. I don't know what he is mopping. You know how to mop, right? And he's just moving the bucket around. <laughs> to mop the side of the bucket. <laughs> I mean, oh my yeah. god! So he's got the mop in the bucket, and he's sort of like, I guess conceptually, like that that joke works really well because like he's probably seen people do some sort of sweeping or mopping in Zamunda. He's probably never really paid attention, and so he knows the basics of that 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 movement with with a large pole. <laughs> but never the detail and like why it's happening. Cause for him, it's just like, it's always, the floor is always clean and I don't need to know why. And I see people around every now and then, but okay. It's all good. <laughs> oh man. Man, it's oh. Munda. Munda right next to Wakanda. Whoa. Oh, uh, oh man! You imagine Killmonger coming to Killmonger replace Semi with Killmonger. <laughs> Completely different movie. I don't know. I don't know if I would like it. I don't think uh, I would. Oh no, no! Killmonger would just be like, and I say this as someone who hasn't even seen the movie, but like just knows the vibe. I don't think you'd be too happy with Akeem no. <laughs> or, or King Jaffe, Jaffe Joe. Not at all. No. no. Not one bit. <laughs> With Choppy Joe. Choppy the man. 
yeah. King Jaffe opens that door. Killmonger is like ready with a fucking desert eagle in his face. Yeah, Killmonger would not be. Yeah, no. Semi Arsenio Hall is much better. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I'm just gonna laugh to myself. I'm reading that uh, oral history of the wire. You you should definitely read it. It's great. It's really good. Like a lot of like I and I've I say this as someone who's read basically every bit of press and everything about the wire. You know, I'm an obsessive level fan. Yeah. This book has even more like inside info. Like it's it's fucking oh. fantastic. It's really good. Okay. Let's see. It's called All the Pieces Matter. An oral Ooh. history of the wire. All the pieces matter. They got some Presbo, good Presbo talking there. There's, they talk to everybody. Presbo's in there. He's talking about um, what is he? I just read a, a a thing about his, a thing from him. What does he say? I don't know. A lot. Of, it's it's interesting because they interview a lot of the actors and. You know, a lot of like a lot of the actors aren't in like every season, right? One thing I didn't realize: apparently, Bubs is not in season two at all. Um, but so a lot of the book is like the actors complaining about not being in as many episodes as they want to be in, uh, <laughs> and like them pitching story ideas to David Simon and like, to give them some more work. Yeah. <laughs> And apparently, um, the dude who played uh, Angelo Barksdale was like really, really adamant about his character not dying, and tried oh. to David like all kinds of different things. And like, and David's response was like, "Well, you know, D'Angelo, this is interesting because in real life, or uh, sorry, the, the actor's name is Larry. Um, you know, Larry, this is interesting because in real life, D'Angelo's character would also be pleading against, like, dying, you know. This is how, this is how people fight, would fight it if they know they're going to die. They would fight against it, tooth and nail, obviously. So this is a good learning experience for you. <laughs> take this, you know, take this yeah. and channel that when you're, when you're, yeah, when you're acting out that scene, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. That's pretty good. I might have to go back and I haven't rewatched The Wire in a long time. Oh, you better do it. You better do that. I might have yeah, to. I would do it. I would do a Wire podcast. Actually, I know I said on an earlier episode that I would do a Martin podcast. Yeah, um, but I would actually like a Wire podcast seems way more worthwhile. It does. I think so. Um, but anyway, Martin should wrap. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Thoughts? Um. Closing thoughts. No, no. Spring forward. Daylight saving. Is that this weekend? Tonight. No fucking way. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. What? Fuck. I had the hour booked. A little bit. (laughs) Overreaction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm on my Killmonger shit. Yo, fuck. No, I had that hour planned. Fuck. Lost it. Sorry. No, they got to give me that hour back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to GE. We got to GE and, and Unilever. I'm getting that hour back. <laughs> oh, Unilever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. all right. First of this podcast, you know what time it is. Later. <laughs>